Welcome to the How to Get More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast with host Dan Kaplan, co-founder of Periscope Up, fine purveyor of digital marketing services. In each episode, Dan asks the experts, how do you get more leads and sales from a website? Visit periscopeup.com slash podcast to subscribe. Keep learning how you can turn your website into a salesperson that never sleeps. Now, here's your host, Dan Kaplan. Hi, everybody. Dan Kaplan with Periscope Up, and welcome back to the Getting More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast. Today, really, really excited to have Razvan Garilas from Cognitive SEO. Today, Razvan is going to talk to us about how to determine if you're at risk for a Google penalty, and if you have been penalized by Google, what to do about it, how to get reinstated, how to get your rankings back. Hi, Razvan. How are you? Hi there, Dan. Okay, so, nice to be here. Before we get started, um, why don't we do a little bit of background on you. Um, you're based in Romania. I know you've been doing uh, online marketing since, uh, what, 1998? Yeah, something like that, That's, even before uh, Google before was the... so popular. <laughs> long before <laughs> so, Google, right. Uh, you started off in affiliate marketing, and I know about four and a half years ago, you decided to take all of your knowledge with online marketing and um, and apply it to uh, cognitive SEO, and you and you worked for a year and a half on 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 your yeah. software. Uh, you're going to tell us a little bit about it, but at a, at a high level, cognitive SEO um, is a tool that focuses on increasing organic traffic through cutting edge analysis, research, and reporting. And in our discussion today, you're going to be showing our listeners and our viewers how to use some of your tools to determine if you're. Uh, suspect for an attack or, or uh, a penalty, excuse me, or if you have been penalized. Um, so getting back to the history, I know it took you a year and a half to build the software um, and then for three years uh, in December yeah. you've yeah. been actively uh, supporting uh, users and clients of your software, is that right? Yes, exactly. So the development of the platform took one year and a half. Uh, the plan initially was for six months, but as any plan, it took three times more. Uh, and the, the project Cognitive SEO as a concept started from my real need as an online marketer. So uh, the tool was built from, uh, from my uh, real need as an online marketer. Uh, so everything that you have there uh, is practically uh, uh, being used to increase your, uh, to increase your, uh, your visibility on, online. Um, good. You want to tell us a little bit more about your background? I mean, how did you? What were some of the things you did? I'd, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give, so practically, I started in uh, in around ninety seven, ninety eight, while uh, building uh, software, and I became passionate about uh, the internet and uh, uh, search engines. And at that time, it was Alta Vista and uh, Netscape, uh, and then uh, Yahoo and uh, Google. Uh, and by by doing this every every day practically uh, as a passion, uh, I then uh, went to computer school and uh, became very active in uh, later on in affiliate marketing for a lot of uh, worldwide uh, companies and uh, products. Uh, 
And uh, as you said, uh, four years and a half ago, I started Cognitive SEO because I felt the need of a tool that would give you uh, the research capabilities that I didn't find at that time in any other in any other tool online, and I had to manually do a lot of uh, research and analysis to complete my uh, uh, promoting uh, tasks practically. Mm -hmm. And this is how uh, Cognitive SEO started and uh, a bit about, about my uh, professional history on uh, online Great. marketing. Great. All right, so today we're going to talk about, how, first of all, how to determine if you're at risk for a Google penalty. And yeah. then uh, we're also going to talk about how to recover from yeah. a penalty if you have been penalized. Um, yeah. I know so, in addition to that, you have some other resources like a blog post case study that you, you're going to yeah. share with our readers yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. about how to analyze a, an online marketing niche. Um, and you're going to tell us about, uh, of yeah, course, I'm, I, we are going to We are going only to talk about uh, link-related penalties. So uh, I want this to be clear because uh, Google has a lot of penalties. So you, you can have Google Panda, Google Penguin, uh, on-page, off-page uh, ranking factors that are penalized. Um, in this uh, in this uh, discussion today, we are going to tackle only the link-based uh, penalties, either being manual or being algorithmic, mm -hmm. uh, such as the Google Penguin. Okay, uh, so I think that's a good place to start. Why don't you define a link-based penalty? And if you could also talk about the difference between manual and uh, algorithmic. Penalties. Okay, so a link-based penalty is uh, a penalty that your site uh, gets because you either link to other sites using paid links on your site. And it's very important to notice this difference because when you get a message from Google, it says that you have been penalized because your site is linking to other sites with unnatural links, or you have been penalized because your site is being linked at from other sites with unnatural links. These are two different uh, two different scenarios. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first one is rather easy to tackle with because you simply delete the links that you sold on your website usually, uh, um, and you should uh, get away with the penalty, but the uh, penalties that uh, everyone is talking about uh, usually is about, uh, um, are, are the penalties that uh, about... Uh, uh, inbound links. Yeah, about the inbound links that are, uh, yeah. that are pointing to, to your site from other, from other sites. And, what, and are, what are, let's dive into that a little bit, because I know there's a lot of misconception. You know, I've even had yeah. clients say to me, well, I don't want anybody linking to my site, but I think that that's born out of more misperception than anything else. So what kind of link will get a penalty versus a link that might actually help you raise in your rankings? Okay, so uh, I think that if you can show that link to any Google representative that would work in the web spam team without the fear of having that link uh, uh, scrutinized and uh, ultimately penalized, then you are safe. So if you're having links that you're, for example, uh, putting a footer link to your site on a client's site, and say, Copy, uh, designed by mm -hmm. my agency, then that would be kind of a shady link. If you use the 
if you use the do follow attribute on it. If you want to be safe, you can have all the links in the world wherever you want them placed. Usually, if you place them, if you have them with no follow, the no follow so, tag in the link yeah, in the href. Yes. Right, that's a technical yeah. thing for yeah. for people yeah. who don't necessarily understand that. What that means, you can just do a search on no follow href href and you'll get the technical documentation yeah. on that yes exactly uh, <laughs> well you know it's interesting because I, I we've done that in the past um, we've built many websites for clients and I've put you know designed by Periscope up in the footer and it's actually brought me business you know I've pe uh, people have said oh I found out about you from yeah that that is, a, that, built. that is a that is a great uh, that is a great thing and if you uh, still want to do that uh, you can you can do it but use the no follow uh, but use the no follow attribute because this is a technique that a lot of uh, agencies used and got them penalized because when they linked to their site they linked using commercial keywords and this is very important when you link to your site with your brand like a normal per person would link to your site then you're usually flying safe but if you're linking to your site with designed by web agency Florida mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then on another client site you, you link with web programming Miami then you have you have a problem because you're optimizing for those specific keywords to rank in Google. Right. Anchor and Google text, can uh, yes, exactly. And Google text, can uh, see that and Google can see that and it penalizes that because it raises a red flag to them. Right. If you have a lot of the links from your entire link profile using commercial anchor text, then that is a, a red flag to Google and to uh, the penalties that you uh, right. will see. Right. So the way that I think about li good links versus bad links, are, I think there's two things. One is the link itself, uh, w which we've sort of just discussed, right? Um, yes. You know, is it is the is the link over optimized? In other words, are your keywords in the anchor text, which is a clear you know sign to Google that you're trying to manipulate the rankings? Um, so there's that that's that's one way to look to determine if a link is quality or not is, is looking at the link itself. Is it naturally written? Is it, you know, does it look normal to a, an, a you know, a level-headed person? I think then the other part of it is how the link was obtained. Was it paid? Um, did it come from a, a, a network of, of uh, blogs that exist not for people but specifically to manipulate page rank and to increase ranking? So. Those are the, that for me. Those are the two things that I look at when I think about the quality of a link. What What do you say to that? Do you have anything that any different definitions or? So practically, uh, it really for Google to to understand if one link is uh, unnatural or or not. They have the on-page factors on that page that they are analyzing, and they have the off-page factors for that specific link that are related to your entire link profile. So for example, if you have one link which comes from uh, from a client, let's say from the footer of the site, site with Web Design Florida, mm -hmm. and the rest of the 99 links from all your 100 links are uh, brand links which are uh, naturally generated coming from people that talk about uh, you in blog posts, in forums or whatever, but there, okay, Google will not penalize you for that particular link. So, but if you have 
60 links like that and 40 natural links, then mm -hmm. Google will see that you have a lot of shady links and then it will be able to surely say that all these links are creating uh -huh. a pattern that right. looks unnatural. So uh, this is the way that I think uh, mm -hmm. Google... Uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting because some of the very early Penguin and, and Panda penalties, I think, got it wrong. And I remember examples of people being penalized for, you know, and then scouring their link profiles and finding like one or two bad links, but still getting a, a warning message from Google. Um, but I think that, that Google's figured it out, and they've really done a very good job um, over the last year and a half. Google uh, Penguin Free was, was practically uh, launched uh, uh, a month or so ago, and uh, how it works now, it's a continuous update, so it's not like Google uh, Penguin 1 or 2. Mm -hmm. when they updated their index once, and that that's it. Google Penguin Free uh, works by continuously updating the the sites that are by penalizing or re, uh, recovering uh, recovering sites. So right. um, this is at the, the point in kind of terms of technology where Google uh, arrived with the penalties. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, I, I don't think that Google always provides the best search results, but I do think that they've figured out the spam penalty issue. And I, I, I kind of have to wonder if that's why Matt Cutts is still on leave. You know, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't come back, right? I mean, he, um, he was the voice of the spam team for years and took a leave of absence and said he would be back and hasn't. And, you know, I kind of wonder what, you know, how much need does Google have now for a uh, you know, a spokesman on the spam team because they think they've got it down. They've got it figured yeah, out. Yeah, no, from from the moment that Google uh, that uh, Matt Katz uh, left, uh, I saw several other team members from the web spam team from different parts of the world come out and say various uh, various things. So for example, I saw someone from Poland that said, "Today we updated, uh, we penalized the Polish network." For example, yeah. on their Twitter account, then. Yeah. Someone from Ireland said that uh, Google Penguin uh, free uh, does this and uh, and that. So official statements are still uh, coming out from Google, but from various representatives, not from only one particular person. It sounds like they may also be customizing their approach uh, on a regional basis rather than have one. Yeah. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. All right, so let's get into this. Um, how, you know, actually, before we before we talk about uh, how to determine if you're at risk, we want. I just want to answer one question for that our readers or listeners might have, which is, you and I both mentioned getting a warning from Google. Yeah. You know, how does that warning come? Where you know where does it appear? How do you know? Yeah, it's it's very important. It's very important to have the Google Webmaster Tools account. Uh, activated for the site that we are talking about. So if you have that uh, Google uh, Webmaster uh, Tools account activated for the site, you will uh, automatically receive uh, notifications inside the tool. And uh, by default, you will also receive mails 
to your registered email address there in uh, in the right. Google Master Tools account. So those mails are very important to be sent to your address that you're currently reading because it can uh, you can receive alerts such as Google cannot access your site, not only penalties. So Google cannot access your site, for example, or Google found a lot of broken pages on your site or any other stuff. And there are the warnings coming uh, also for unnatural links. And it's important to differentiate the manual penalty versus the uh, alg algorithmic penalty because the manual penalty will send you a Google Webmaster Tools warning while the algorithmic penalty will be invisible to you from a Google's uh, notification perspective. So uh. Uh, you will only have to understand why and analyze the situation in order to oh, so. uh, un understand your drop in rankings. So yes, yeah, so an algorithmic penalty might have you might recognize that you've been penalized only by analyzing only by analyzing your link yeah. profile. There is no other way to right. to But a, but a sign yeah. that you have been penalized might be that your rankings drop. Yes, exactly. This is the this is the obvious sign. Significantly yeah. an abrupt drop, right? I'm, we're not talking about one or two Terms yes, being usually. Lowered, one or if two. you're if you're moving if you're moving from from position one to position three, that's usually not a penalty. It's a current uh, ranking and do ranking. But if you're moving from position one to position twenty on ten keywords, uh, all of a sudden it can be a Google update. So you can you need to uh, research this. Maybe Google made an update on their algorithm, and a lot of other uh, sites dropped or uh, mm -hmm. increased. Or it may be a situation only for your site. Right. And another way to tell is in Google Analytics if your organic traffic drops precipitously. Yes, Not exactly. your overall okay. traffic, but just your organic traffic yeah. that yeah. from Google, that could be a sign that you've been penalized as well and you're not ranking for so many terms and you're, as a result, losing traffic. Yeah. If you're losing traffic, you will surely see it if you're monitoring it, right. and you usually do because that's the main uh, profit generated. Right. All right. So um, let's take a look at uh, how your advice on how to determine if we're at risk for a, uh, a Google penalty. So I know you're going to share your screen at this point and, and okay. show yeah. some of your uh, some of your tools to help us understand this complex issue. <clears throat> okay. So let me let me share uh, share. Uh, my screen now. Okay, can you can you see my screen? Yes, we can. Great. Okay, so this is the cognitive SEO tool, and uh, this is the main site, and this is the tool. Here, I'm logged in into uh, into an account, and we are on the dashboard here for a site that has been analyzed. It's called ShieldFunding.com. It's a random site that I uh, picked, and I have. Uh, in this uh, in this account, and uh, on this dashboard we see a variety of widgets which uh, show the number of unnatural links, for example. Uh, and here is the evolution of the unnatural link profile in time. So every week we are currently for this site we are currently uh, going and uh, analyzing uh, analyzing the traffic. And this is this SEO visibility since two years ago, so we see that this site had uh, a very big visibility, that their uh, spike in visibility was in uh, on the 12th of May 2013, and then suddenly it started to went down on, until practically their 
uh, barely visible uh, now. And at this point, they started a bit to increase their uh, their visibility in uh, in Google. And this is for the SEO visibility only for the USA. Okay, so now let's look exactly on how. Uh, an an analysis like this should be should be done. Uh, uh, can you go back real quick? Because I, yeah, I, yeah. I really like the way that you put the un, that little summary uh, the, in red, orange, and green. So 186 yeah. unnatural lengths. That's a problem, yeah. right? Five suspect links yeah, and 77 exactly. good links. You so, see, a lot of a lot of the links are unnatural for this uh, for this site, and we are talking here only about the live links because this site has much more uh, links, uh, but they aren't there anymore. They existed in the past, so they had like uh, links coming from 1,000 referring domains. And we analyzed to uh, 2,161 uh, links, and out of those, only uh, these are the links that are still live now. The other links don't exist anymore. They are broken links, lost mm -hmm. links. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Good summary. I like that your tool does the work of analyzing the quality of those links for us. Oh, wow! You got a yeah. Got a map. Practically, the tool the tool has everything that you need in terms of analyzing the link profile and I will only focus now on the unnatural link detection section and here we are looking uh, actually the tool says gives me a hint and says this site has a highly unnatural link profile and it's likely to be already penalized by Google you should use the link navigator in order to mark the unnatural links for disavow or removal because this is the next step so after you analyze it you see this per percentages and it's tells me that 69% of the links are unnatural, then we have two suspects and the rest are okay. Uh, our algorithmic uh, way of uh, spotting these links usually works with over 90% success ratio, but uh, any algorithm can have false positives. And that's why we created the Link Navigator, and the Link Navigator is a very cool tool sort of thing that would allow, will allow you to very quickly go through um, all of these links and practically double check that everything everything is uh, is uh, okay okay let me uh, show you this is the actual page uh, a link and uh, we automatically highlight where the link is on the page because um, and let me show you, you can do this from your uh, from your keyboard directly and you see, we you already see that this site uh, is this link is is uh, unnatural and uh, pinpoints it here. It uses commercial uh, commercial anchor text, and uh, you can easily disavow disavow it uh, mm -hmm. by hitting uh, uh, a button on your uh, keyboard. So um, after you went through this process and you go through. Uh, all of the all of these uh, all of these uh, uh, links practically you you are 100% sure that uh, the classification is uh, has been done correctly if something was not classified correctly you can easily reclassify uh, from uh, from there uh, in this situation for example 
the software tells you exactly why the links are considered to be unnatural. So the most common unnatural links issues are about uh, in-content links with suspicious uh, pattern, uh, with a suspicious pattern link. And here I'm talking about a lot of links coming from a same footprint. Uh, like from uh, article directories as we saw mm -hmm. uh, before. Then we have a lot of web directory links and uh, suspect anchor text such as business loans, bad credit business loans, commercial terms, low authority links, blog comment links, thing comment and so on. So and, let, me, let me ask you a, yeah. a, an analysis question uh, which goes back to what you said before about we're not, you know, if you have one bad link that's not the that's not the problem, right? That it, it's yeah. it's the it's the context. If you have a preponderance yeah, exactly. of all, you know, an an over a large weighting of a map, one bad kind of link, or one bad kind of anchor text, that's the trigger right now to Google's algorithm. So looking at this site, I see you know, um, you have a lot of you say that you have a lot of suspicion. Suspicious patterns. You have yes. uh, a lot of anchor text being and, yeah. business loans, and you have a lot of links coming from. Well, Shield Funding is the site itself, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, just looking at this, do you, how how would you what what's the analysis here? What what do they need to do? So practically, they would need to uh, disavow the links, and I think they started already a process in this in this uh, in this uh, area. Because if we are looking here on the visibility side of things, we see that their traffic is starting to Interesting. grow. So this this is around the Google Penguin free update. So mm -hmm. I think that they already uh, started to do some disavow. And uh, also, uh, there are some other charts here, but I want to highlight this one, which is related to the social media uh, shares. And these are the shares for all the pages on their side. And since November, they started promoting on, on the social media sites, on Facebook mostly. They started, they increased their, uh, their visibility there. And this is also correlated, it seems, to the uh, up in rankings here. So it can be either they started something, doing something on a Facebook that might have impi impacted their organic rankings mm -hmm. in one way or another, and they started doing uh, some disavows and link removals because their unnatural links are started to drop mm. easily. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. So. This is a site that can can recover from uh, from uh, from uh, the penalty, and uh, this is uh, about the commercial uh, Ancatex. So these are all of the. Uh, this is the Ancatex cloud, and here you can see that they have a lot of commercial terms and usually uh, and less uh, brand. Usually, right. it's exactly vice versa. Yeah, and, and just to uh, reiterate for our listeners, these terms are used in the in the link itself, in the anchor text, not around it or nearby it. It's part of the link. Yeah, so I just want to mention that this is the random site that I picked and uh, practically you can do this on any site without uh, without having uh, access to Google Webmaster Tools and any, any data. You can do this practically to either your site or your competitors and understand their uh, penalty risk and uh, manage it in terms of if you know that your, your uh, 
competitor is doing something shady and your site is clean in terms of uh, links, you can, uh, and even if they are ranking higher now, you uh, surely will see that they will be hit sometime in, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the future. And you can use that at your, at your advantage. Interesting, okay, great. Okay, so uh, this is about a site that was randomly picked. And uh, the other thing that uh, I told you is about a case study from uh, an actual uh, customers, a customer of ours that sent, uh, was very happy when he recovered his site back in uh, 2014. And he sent us, uh, uh, he wanted to uh, express uh, his uh, his uh, joy by sharing with uh, with the world what he did and how he recovered. So practically, he gave uh, he sent us uh, the Google uh, Analytics uh, data, uh, and this is uh, practically a blog post that was written by him in terms of um, he sent us. This is the full conversation, but mail that I had with him and. Uh, here he says about the smartlipo.com, one of the uh, sites that he manages that consider, uh, suffered, uh, suffered considerable Google ranking traffic impact. And uh, as it can be seen here and explained on the chart, they had some uh, penalty applied. And what they did was to uh, practically submit this about Google. So uh, they submitted a disavow on 526 domains. So they did the disavow at the domain level. And uh, here is practically the resurrection as he presented mm -hmm. it. And they submitted a disavow file uh, somewhere in uh, July. And they recovered, uh, or at the end of June, and they recovered at the beginning of August. It's important to know that submitting a disavow file uh, is not something that uh, you know exactly when you're going to recover, if you're going to recover. But this is the only uh, weapon that you have against uh, the penalty that was applied to your site. And uh, I advise you, anyone who uh, uses it, to use it smartly and be sure exactly what they are uploading there and only upload uh, unnatural links uh, and all the unnatural links. But because what it can happen is that you do a, a disavow upload and Google will uh, get back in two months and say that you're, uh, we still have found unnatural links pointing to your site. You didn't upload a complete disavow file. And then you need to go through the same process again and then wait another, I don't know, one month. It can take from one week to three months, you can never know for sure. And uh, it's important to do it, uh, to do it right. And uh, Manuel explained here exactly how, they, how, how he did it, actually. So he went through the same uh, process, uh, identifying the unnatural links and uh, validating those links. And then he just went and imported the Google disavow file and uh, he started to see uh, ranking uh, improvements here on uh, on the site. Mm -hmm. 
So it's it's important to to do it uh, correctly from from the start, so you're uh, not wasting uh, not wasting uh, any time. Good. This is great. So how can uh, our listeners find this blog post, which explains how to submit the disavow file to Google to recover from a penalty? So you can. Uh, this is this is the actual link. Uh, you can find it on our uh, on our blog. So uh, you go to uh, cognitivesio.com slash blog, and uh, you can search here for uh, uh, penguin recovery, and uh, you will uh, you okay. will find. Good. I'll, I will also post a link to it on on my website when I okay. put up this blog post. Okay. 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 Um, so. I got a question for you, Razvan. Um, what if I haven't been penalized uh, and I have some bad suspect links? Should I go ahead and do the disavow file anyway, even though just proactively? Uh, the disavow file should only be done if you have been penalized because uh, that tool is only for recovery purposes. Uh, what I recommend is to manage the risk of being penalized. That is another very important topic, and uh, that is about uh, understanding first of all, even if your site is not penalized, but understanding if uh, you are at risk of being penalized can uh, can uh, give you uh, more hints on what you should do next in terms of uh, of your marketing strategy. Should you follow those shady links or should you follow more organic uh, ways of developing uh, um, traffic to your site and by simply running uh, a campaign for example in cognitive SEO you can easily track first of all you see these proportions and then on a weekly basis you get uh, this timeline that you will practically understand and you can also do it uh, for your competitors as I said uh, before Mm-hmm. And uh, normally for a, for a good site, a site that is in danger of being penalized is a site that has more than uh, more than 15% uh, unnatural and suspect links and a site with over 25% unnatural links is a site that already can be penalized by, by Google. So if you are under those percentages and keep those uh, rates uh, lower for uh, unnatural links, uh, then you're uh, you're uh, you should be safe. And good. Okay. All right. Um, did you? Th- this is really helpful, um, Razvan. Not only in terms of understanding yeah. how we can identify if we have been penalized and what to do about it, but also how to sort of be proactive and monitor the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you also wanted to talk about um, how to analyze an online marketing niche. Is that uh, something you still have time? Yeah, for? it's a, it's a, yeah, it's something that uh, a lot of a lot of people have asked in the past, and uh, um, I think it's very important to understand how you can analyze uh, a niche or any site and understand the. Uh, marketing strategy that they have used. This is another uh, successful post on our on our uh, site, which is called "Unmasking the Hidden Digital Marketing Strategies of Nine Successful Startups." And I randomly chose nine uh, startups that I analyze, and uh, 
um, practically uh, you can easily see how uh, they uh, practically achieved their uh, their success and the things that you should look at are uh, uh, the inbound links are not only uh, a metric that is important from a search engine perspective because uh, if search engines stop using links tomorrow, uh, links are the only way at the present time that you can navigate from one site to another. So any link has more value than search engine value and this is the actual value that uh, Google is trying to uh, understand and uh, give credit for. Mm -hmm. uh, so links can be used to understand the strategies of sites. So for example, if you analy analyze, uh, analyze a link profile for a site, you can see that they have a lot of links coming from uh, uh, blogs and uh, that those blogs are in the uh, food industry and uh, that the links there are positioned in blog articles and blog comments. This can tell us that this site has a strategy about, uh, that surround, is about uh, commenting on, uh, on uh, blogs in their niche uh, and uh, is about uh, posting important articles on uh, important, important sites. So they have a proactive, uh, um, a proactive um, strategy about uh, writing on other on other sites for example uh, you should also monitor and let me give you an example here let's see uh, one uh, one second so get these images to load Okay, it's, it's, it's important to analyze the number of shares that are coming to each and every pro, uh, page on their site. So you can practically understand the content marketing strategies of any site on the, on the internet today by using uh, specific tools. And uh, in this example, for example, on this site, getvero.com, uh, when we analyze their, uh, their, uh, the pages on their site, here we see uh, all of the all of the pages there and um, the distribution of the uh, shares on each to each and every page and here accumulated uh, a total number so first of all we can see that they are focusing Twitter so we know something very important in this niche this site is focusing on Twitter as a marketing strategy so the other uh, channels like uh, Facebook and Google Plus are not that important to them so it means that something is working on Twitter, probably. And then we see we can see exactly what is working for them on Twitter, and we see that uh, they are doing a lot of uh, content on their blog, and we can even understand the type of content that is working and the type of content that is not working. So, for example, here they have 50 awesome marketing blogs, which got highly shared on uh, Twitter. Then we have uh, something about transaction e email, email marketing calls to action, and so on. But this one is the f uh, the one that uh, got uh, the most uh, the most shares. 
Uh, also, when analyzing, this is the same dashboard that I showed you before that you can customize and create uh, any widgets that you might, may want about links, rankings, uh, social, or whatever. Uh, you can understand if what they are doing is working or not. And uh, SEO visibility for the United Kingdom on this site here, on this particular uh, site, shows that they are uh, on a growing trend. Uh, the USA one is still growing, but not the same, uh, the same uh, trend. This is fascinating. This, this, in addition to understanding this company's strategy, it, it also is a window into the fact that Google is paying attention to social media uh, likes and shares as a as a signal to their algorithm. Um, yes. This this company has some decent links, but as you pointed out, they're clearly focusing their strategy on Twitter, and that has resulted in gains in Google. Fascinating. Yeah. So practically uh, understanding, it's very important. Anyone would know uh, wants to know before entering a niche or when they are inside a niche how uh, to do it, how to promote their site better, what works there, and what are the best techniques that work in that sp uh, sp particular space. And you can easily understand what your competitors um, are doing in that uh, in mm -hmm. that particular niche. Mm -hmm. So from them, you can easily understand what works and what doesn't work and uh, focus on uh, what is most important. But it, don't forget to be creative. Not only uh, look, uh, it's not the uh, competitor uh, analysis, it's very important, but it's not the only way that you can practically create um, uh, value for your uh, strategy. It's a way to understand how things work in a particular niche and from there you should creatively and strategically build uh, the strat uh, the way to uh, increase your uh, your traffic right yes it's not just about creating quality content yeah, it, it's also yeah, about and it's, it's not about copying it's not about copying copying your competitors so yeah. at all it's about understanding uh, understanding what they are doing learning from their mistakes and uh, doing what you uh, do best in terms of uh, obviously uh, optimizing your site for uh, for more visitors and it's important to track your 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 site also not only your competitors because you can learn a lot of things that you haven't uh, uh, been aware of just by looking at uh, stuff like uh, what are what are the um, uh, what are the uh, social signals that are pointing to your site and how uh, how they uh, might uh, affect uh, the way uh, uh, you conduct business. So if you see that, uh, for example, so, uh, the content that you write. Uh, some of the content that you write uh, doesn't have the expected uh, um, shareability or expected traffic rates, then you focus on something else that, uh, that works better. And it's important to continuously monitor all these, all these metrics because they can change because they can change over time. Good. Yes, this is great. So, um why don't we uh, turn off the screen sharing and let's uh, go back to our picture-in-picture.
Um, and we'll wrap up our conversation. Okay, Razvan, this is really helpful. Very, very good information, very useful. Um, the way that I like to end the, uh, these podcasts is by asking my guests, the internet marketers like yourself, what's, you know, what's the one thing? What's that one piece of advice you can give us where starting today we can start to make an impact on, on our, on our uh, digital marketing? So my, my, my advice for uh, all the digital marketers today is to think uh, outside of the box and to understand their competition, first of all, and their niche. If you know what's happening there, you uh, know what, uh, where the niche is heading. And in terms of strategies, uh, don't use shady strategies that, uh, uh, for example, were used in the past and a lot of people were penalized for, for that. It's not all about tools. It's uh, also about how you use them and how you put your creativity at, uh, at test. And it's important to be prepared for tomorrow. For example, here an, an uh, exact uh, uh, scenario would be, for example, when Google starts reading images, content. So, for mm -hmm. example, when Google will start to segment data inside images and extract the text from the images, they do have the technology. I also written an uh, in-depth article about it and they are doing it in various uh, parts of their products on Google, but on, not on Google search, but imagine what would mean if Google starts reading everything on uh, every image in the world and segment the data and understand that there is a car, that the car is blue and that the title written there is uh, something else. So right. you or should that. be prepared for the things that you don't think are possible today <laughs> because they will be possible tomorrow. Interesting, yeah. That's great. All right, great advice. Thanks, Razvan. Um, so before you leave us with how we can learn more about you and Cognitive SEO, I just want to say to our readers, if you like this content, please go to periscopeup.com slash podcast and subscribe to the podcast where uh, each and every week I interview uh, internet marketing experts like Razvan and ask them uh, how they use their skills and marketing chops to improve leads and sales from our website. So thanks again, Razvan. Why don't you leave us with how we can learn more about you, about Cognitive SEO, uh, and how people can get in touch with you if they want. Okay, sure. So if you want to get in touch with me or uh, use the tools that uh, I presented here in this, uh, in this video, you can go to cognitiveseo.com and there you have uh, a free trial that you can start for the tool. And uh, I would also suggest that you go on the blog on our site on cognitiveseo.com slash blog and read uh, the content there and uh, follow us on Twitter on Cognitive SEO because we usually write only top-notch content and uh, uh, that you won't find anywhere else. Mm. Okay, great. All right, Razvan Gavrilas. Founder, Chief Architect of Cognitive SEO. Thanks again for your time and thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye bye.
Thank you for listening to the How to Get More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast. Periscope Up is a trusted provider of digital marketing services, including search engine optimization, pay-per-click and AdWords, content development, social media, Google Analytics, HubSpot, Pardot, and WordPress. Our contracts are month-to-month, and we only take on clients we believe we can help. Visit PeriscopeUp.com to learn more.